Good morning, good morning. This is Web3 Writers Hour, and I am jumping in in place of CD Demicio. I'm Rihanna Morgan. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, Cryptoversal Books. Wow, what a switch. Was not expecting your voice to come out of that avatar. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Well, CD is out with family. And so he asked me if I would jump in and help you do this today. And I said, yes, of course. And so here I am. Here I am. What do we want to bring to our listeners today? That is a good question. Oh, there's, there's much going on and it, it's in the much distractions from what's going on actually in my life as well, because, um, there's, there's, the, the, I feel like I'm being torn in a lot of different directions, and um, it's, it's all, it's, it, there's, there's a lot going on. Um, but how about yourself? Well, uh, so let's see. As Rihanna Morgan, I have a new book that was just released, and so I am just marketing like crazy, and I am really incorporating Web 2 things and Web 3 pieces as well. And so I've got some digital collectibles that are going like mad on scent. That's so, so fun. Every day I, I, I look in and check in, and they've all been collected, and that is such a fun experience. And I know that you know about this, and so I want to talk a little bit about scent today and kind of give them some uh, snaps and kudos because it's really an amazing platform. And so I wanted, I wanted to chat a little bit about that. And then as far as my traditional publishing piece, that's going really well. I have a book signing coming up. And, and so I'm really kind of, you know, walking the fence line between traditional publishing and Web3 publishing. And so that's something that I thought we could talk about as well. And then I thought it would be great because Edward can't be with us today. He is out as well. And so we are really carrying the hour here, which will be so fun. We never get to just do this, just you and me. And so then I thought it would be fun to talk about his poetry piece that he put together, the, the um, volume two. And so that's kind of what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts? Well, that sounds fantastic. Um I also have a uh, project where I'm putting books on the base blockchain. Um, so trying trying to uh, navigate a new blockchain is always interesting. And um, there's always a new wrinkle and, and different um, pros and cons to each environment that, that, that uh, introduces a Web3 element to. Um, and, uh, you know, different... different uh, creative aspects yeah definitely what what do you think we should uh start with well let's start with the base blockchain because this is new to me i mean i, I may have heard some a uh, few rumblings here and there but please jump in tell us what this is about so still uh, in the process of exploring base it is um a an ethereum based uh, l2 um, I think they have plans or, or there's rumors of plans for, for having it spin off to be its own Ethereum compatible blockchain and L1 blockchain. I don't know what's involved in that, if that's, if that's a thing that's possible. Um, it would be interesting and exciting if, if, that, if that's a thing that could happen, if, if blockchains could 
develop as uh, scaling solutions for Ethereum and then eventually spin off and become their own chains. Um, and, and that, and that could be, that could be a very interesting uh, thing to, to, to witness. Um, but they are, um, they are, they are a, uh, an up and coming chain. They had their, their on-chain summer um, where they, where they paired up with a, with a bunch of projects um, and and it, it's it, I uh, they they are um, it's possible to they're they're working with Zora so so I so I was I was meant, I'm trying I'm also using the uh, the Zora um, platform um, and seeing what can be done with books on Zora um, and experimenting with that and there's one thing I'm doing is the Project Twelve um, storytelling game. Uh, and the other thing, is, and that's on optimism. And then there's um, books on base, which is uh, through Zora onto base. So um, I, I, I like to I like to experiment. I like to, to try new things, new 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 platforms, and new chains, uh, and sometimes both at the same time. So it's always it's always interesting to see um, what's going to be the uh, the pathway that'll that'll eventually. Um, take off or, or develop into a uh, community. Wow, that sounds exciting. That sounds really exciting. You're going to have to keep us apprised of all of these new things. And so it does really feel like that you're doing lots of things all at one time and trying to mesh this together to create a, a new community in Web3. So that's super exciting. And I see that we have a few guests here with us. We have Sylvie and we have authored style. And so if you guys want to come up, please go right ahead and just hit the request button because we would love to have you join us and join in on the conversation. So please don't be shy because this is what we all want to talk about. And so don't worry that you're invading this time because this is what this is for, for all of us to talk together. So please go ahead and join us. And so I'm going to reset the room really quick and, and introduce us as the Web3 Writers Hour. And I am actually, I am editor-in-chief of Vagabond Magazine. And Vagabond Magazine is the host here of Web3 Writers Hour. C.D. Domicio is normally at the helm, but today he is out and has asked me to step in. And so my partner today is Cryptoversal Books, and he is a, he is our literary book editor for Vagabond Magazine. And so we're coming together today to celebrate literature and building a literary world in Web3. And so if you've just now joined us, please feel free to, to hit the request button and come on up and join us and talk a little bit about what your journey is like in Web3 and how you are building your world and how we can help you on this path. So let's get back to our conversation here and talk about scent. Now that's a, a topic that I'm I'm bringing with me today. And so, Cryptoversal Books, do you want to jump in? Because I know you've you've sent a lot and tell us a little bit about your thoughts and how you have approached your professional relationship over there. Sense is a great platform. Um, it has it has features that um, aren't available elsewhere. Uh, people, you can you can list um, items uh, that are that are either either digital artifacts or digital artifacts combined with text um, that can be sold for fiat with a credit card. 
Um, you can make them available for free. Uh, you can you can limit the amounts. Um, you you can you can make them. They 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 the only the, the thing that I wish that they they could do is is mint multiple items into a single collection. That's 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 top of my my wish list for the for uh, scent collectibles that uh, unfortunately has not yet um, been developed. But otherwise. Um, I've used them for Wordler Village uh, vignettes. I'm, I'm, I use them for manuscript submission tokens. Um, I, I, they, they're they're great, and and I'd love to hear um, how you're using them for uh, collectibles to promote a, a web two book. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I see we have a new person joining us here, Indy Fatigable. He is actually our tech editor at Vagabond Magazine. And so, Indy, good morning, good morning. How are you? Good morning, good morning, Vagabond Magazine, Web3 Writers Hour, people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too much energy. No, I love it, I love it. Oh, my goodness, I love it. I, I just need to, like, set down my coffee and call you, and then we're all set. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm ready yeah, i'm ready yeah and so we are talking literature here today web3 writers hour of course and i'm just wondering do you have any new news that you would like to share any any topic that you would like to discuss um cryptoversal books and i've been talking about scent and i'll come back to that but i wanted to invite you to see if there's something that you want to share today Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of Scent as well. Just got to throw that out there. And uh, big shout out to the the creative team over there and 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 all their hard work pushing out product, um, and really bridging the web two, web three chasm. Um, uh, but let's see, new things. I don't I don't have anything off the top of my head. We have a lot of things on the cooker that are that are that we're working on and like researching. Um, I've been doing a little bit of a deep dive into uh, Web3 Social, um, Warpcast, Farcaster, um, and uh, Lens, since we got our T2 World Lens profiles. <laughs> um, and, and, and just thinking about what tokenization and community means for literature and how that integrates with other products, uh, like things that we build either collectively as writers or individually as writers. Um, like it, it, I feel like we're in a new imagination space. Um, and shout out to Cryptoversal for always making a nod toward inclusion so that people feel like they're a part of the wordless stories. They're able to like opt in to um, initiatives with his publishing initiatives. And it, fe I feel like that the methods um, are changing, but the philosophy of inclusion and opening doors for people to get involved is, is always going to stay the same. Anyway, that's my two cents just off the top of the brain. Well, that sounds amazing. And I do want to echo the brilliant job that Cryptoversal does of including people and, and pulling them in and having them be involved in the worlds that he is building. And so I, I think about how to emulate that and do that as I go forward. And so I feel like that this is a great space to learn from each other and, and pick out things that really resonate with us and, and move forward building a beautiful world. And so I also see 
that we have T. Dylan Daniel joining us today. And so let's see. Dylan, do you have things to add today? We are just going around sharing new news or new thoughts. Hey, 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 hey. Um, of course. There's always a lot cooking in my world. Um, I, I guess I won't spill the tea on what you and I are working on quite just yet. You know, I'll take a page out of your book and, you know, maybe uh, kind of tease that, that we are working on something uh, a little bit special and uh, and kind of let everybody brood on that a little bit. Um I have a couple of things that are going on uh, writing-wise. So so my review of When Einstein Walked with Gödel, which is just a phenomenal series of essays by Jim Holt that really kind of give the reader a really clear sense of where the problems in physics were in the 20th century, as well as some problems in philosophy. Uh, And and we we just get like a really clear uh, sort of 30,000-foot view that nonetheless manages to incorporate a surprising amount of detail and insight um, with that. So, so I'm really excited about the review of that work that I've been putting together that should be ready to go sometime later this week. Um, I'm also working on a paper uh, that I plan to... I, I don't know exactly. I, I think it's actually two or three papers, and, and I, I think I want to try to publish them in like Nature. And, and some places like that. And we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm not sure exactly, uh, you know, what my odds are as an independent thinker uh, to be able to come in and kind of kind of lend some clarity at the, uh, at the forefront of the discipline of philosophy of cognitive neuroscience. Uh, but, you know, there, there are basically a, a few different theories that are going around. And there is an angle that I'm not sure that anybody sees right now that, that could potentially... Uh, you know, make it just a little bit easier to, to see what's, uh, what, what's shaking. And so, so I won't go into too much detail on that. If, uh, if somebody wants to, though, I, I'd be happy to talk a little bit more about it. And then I guess the, the main thing uh, is, is, you know, bitch that we're, we're just still kind of moving ahead. Uh, still making those little steps. Still uh, pretty confident that we're going in the right direction. And, and really, truly, it's just kind of all systems go here in uh, fall 2023. And we are looking at lots and lots of potential. Uh, so, so the hope in situations like this is always that we can take that potential and crystallize it into real tangible progress and, and bring it back to you, the PageDot community, or you, the Web3 writing community, I guess I should say these days. Um, thank you so much, Rihanna. Yes, of course. And of course, we want to hear more about your projects. Of course we do. Of course we do. I'm going to send out another round of invites to everybody to see if they want to jump up and talk about their current projects as well. And Cryptoversal asked me a little bit about how I'm utilizing Scent. And so I want to I want to return to that. But then, yes, let's once again go around and talk more about our projects. And and I love the the nod at keeping keeping quiet until we're ready to announce the fun things that we are working on and so I just am and I am um, a lead at community lead at at PageDAO and so I wear a lot of hats running around web3 but I love it and we are we are doing amazing things at PageDAO and I cannot wait for us to get to the point where we can say okay community this is what we've been doing come look come celebrate and Cryptoversal Books he is he holds a huge role at PageDAO as well 
as part of the publishing community lead there and in Indefatigable and T. Dillon Daniel are founders and dreamers and builders and amazing humans there. So if you have not yet joined PageDAO and if you're listening now or in the future, please reach out to one of us and we can help you with that process. And so we will welcome you with open arms and, and help you on your Web3 writing journey. So yay. So Cryptoversal Books, let me jump back to Scent and what I'm doing. I pinned up in the nest. I went around and, and picked out um, some different things that you all have pinned on your own Twitter spaces. And so, Indy, I pinned your song with sound XYZ. And Dylan, I grabbed one of your quest, um, one of your pieces with um, Quest of Evolution and put that up there, your, your essays. And then Cryptoversal Books, I put an NFT that you've got going um, currently also. But then, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's actually also on scent. So it's, it's yeah, it's, yeah, scent as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, it is so fun. I love how user friendly it is and how seamless the activity is. And then I also pinned a thing that I am doing um, with honoring my new book that has come out, celebrating the new book that's come out. And it is published traditionally through Whitney Morgan Media. It's called Celebrating Samhain. And it's the first book in an eight book series that will be published throughout the year. And it really is a, a, not a test case necessarily, but a use case, a proof of this can all work this way to sort of illustrate, yes, we can publish traditionally in Web 2, but then also incorporate things in Web 3. And so what I did with Celebrating Samhain is I created the creative team on this put together 31 different book covers, bonus book covers. And some of them are in video, some of them are static, but those are all collectibles on scent. And so, and I've just limited the amount that can be collected. And I did the first two pay for just a dollar, but then the others have just been free. And so it's just been really interesting to see the interaction and to see the people jump in and make comments and the people collect. And it's so fun to have that kind of interaction. And I can tell you that I've sold quite a few copies of Celebrating Samhain traditionally, but I don't know any of those people. I can see on my little publication map where they are from you know, worldwide, but I can't, I don't know them. I don't see them. I don't see who they are. And it's just one more amazing piece about web three is that if I looked on, if I look in scent and I click on the collectors tab, I can see who's collected that and I can run giveaways and I can talk to them directly and really incorporate them into this Rihanna Morgan community. And so I really feel like I'm learning so much and I'm being so excited about how all of this is working. And so I really want your guys' thoughts on this approach. And what do you think about this? I, I love the idea of, of combining Web3 with Web2 uh, in any way. And, and, and anyone who's doing it uh, is a pioneer at this point. You're definitely a pioneer in, in many ways and have been. Uh, but to, to see um, 
so what what you what it seems like to me what you're doing is you're enhancing a traditional book release uh with web3 elements uh and and building connections to collectors and and encouraging um them to become readers and encouraging readers to become collectors and and having that crossover um which which makes the whole project um something something different than than what else is out there and what else has traditionally been out there so it's it's very exciting to see also i just want to jump in the artwork is absolutely stunning and beautiful the subject matter is near and dear to my heart uh like i was obsessed in my teen years with everything Celtic. I was like, I need to understand that whole side of my family. Um, but like, <laughs> and like tap into my inner mage. Uh, but uh, honestly, I'm excited for the artwork and I'm excited for the book in a way that I haven't been. And I think it's because of the way you released it, Rihanna. I think it's just like super cool, the artwork and the story. I'm curious about it. So I, that's just a win in, in my book that the art supports the story and, the, and helps us dive in in this cool way. And I'm going to see if the other ones I didn't get to collect are on secondary. Someone's selling them. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find them. I'm going to track them down. Go get them. That's awesome. Hey. Well, thank you. Go ahead, go ahead, please. I, I was just going to make the trivial comment that, uh, that to me, Indy is a uh, powerful Web3 wizard already. That is so true. He is a powerful Web3 wizard already. <laughs> no magic needed, except for there's lots of magic added. <laughs> well, and so I didn't, I, I really want to be clear that I'm not trying to shill what's happening. I'm trying to more educate about how I've put this together. And so um, I just love hearing you guys, people who I trust and come to for advice and talk to on nearly a daily basis and say, how, how does this look? What does this look like? How, how is this being built? And, and does this seem successful? And so I'm so happy to be able to share this path and um, help others as they're thinking about where to publish, when to publish. And, and I also intend to publish the manuscript itself in Web3. And I haven't settled on the location yet. And um, that, that, may be, that may be on hold until I can feel like I'm super excited about the place where it will be published. I'd love to publish it with Paige Dow, with the, with the mentor that we have there. And so I think we'll have additional conversations with that. And then um, Cryptoversal Books, you're talking about base and talking about publishing there. And so that's just like, I don't want to rush this. I want to, I want to do it in a sound fashion and in a way that, because once it's there, right, it's always there. And so that's a beautiful thing about it. But it's also something that takes uh, conversation and and thinking and thought. And so I appreciate you guys so much being able to, to jump in and, and share your knowledge and your help with all of this. And I hope if you're listening now or in the future that you are seeing what kind of amazing 
people we have in this space building this this environment, building this universe of a literature here in Web3. And so I'm going to send around uh, another round of invites. And while I'm doing that, um, Cryptoversal Books, do you have something that you would like to jump in and add about your journey, what you are specifically working on? Indy, you also. And then, of course, Dylan, please tell us more about your review. Well, I'll, ju- I'll just jump in and say um, I-, I am getting organized uh, through the, the Scent Pages um, platform project, uh, the tarot card series I'm doing. Um, and and the um, the Salwin project that I did last uh, Salwin uh, probably will be one of those tarot cards at some point. And um, each, e- revisiting each of these projects, um, it's it's it, it reminds me of you know the place that I was in uh, in the in the journey uh, into Web three at that point, uh, but also serves um, as a prompt of okay. Um, a year ago, I, I, I did I did a series of vignettes, and they were and they were stories that were built off of the Wordle um, in this in this world that I had created and, and, and released them as collectibles. And now it's been a year. Um, what can I do with that? And my my big plan was to to put them together into a book and and, and have that be released. But um, there's just you know it, it, there's so many projects. I have so many iron irons in the fire. Um, and so much other stuff outside of Web three um, that it's that it's a little bit of a challenge to uh, to to make everything happen all at once. So so um, I think I think eventually eventually the the Wordler Village um, vignette collections will be released as stories. But um, like like Rihanna was saying, I think I think doing it in the best possible way at the best possible time. Um, might take some additional thought and additional planning. Um, and so I have, I have uh, the American Justice uh, Project, which is um, legal documents um, and indict- some, some pretty notable indictments, presidential indictments, uh, and things that should be preserved and collected and made available to the public um, in a way that's uh, censorship-resistant and... Um, Perhaps you know if people are, are interested in in having their own owning a, their own version of it uh, that they could keep and use as a reference um, as these these cases pop up in the news and oh I I want to go back and look at the uh, the January sixth report I'd like to go back and, and look at a, a uh, have a textbook handy that I can I can look at some aspects of uh, U.S. government uh, theory and, and the Constitution and constitutional law, um, that should be available to people. That should be available to everyone. Uh, and I want, the, I want those to be as available as possible uh, for people to just, just grab um, and, 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 and have them forever. Uh, so that's, that's, that's another project that I'm, that I'm working on. And I think, I think that one at the moment has a higher priority than, than uh, the word the village Yes, that sounds amazing. And for, for people who may not know, Cryptoversal Books and I myself are lawyers. And we, in fact, in my lawyer lunch yesterday, we were actually talking about those cases. And I didn't necessarily bring up Web3 because I have in the past and they kind of give me this sideways glance. But really, it is 
so important that these pieces that you're talking about be preserved and be preserved, you know, for forever on the blockchain, like what you're talking about. And it, it kind of gives extra teeth to the Freedom of Information Act, right? And it really is just something that um, is is really, really, really important to our history and because we don't we don't live in a vacuum and there are things in the future that people will need to there are things in the present that people in the future will need to look back on and see and being able to have all of that present for them is really really great so india i'm going to pass the mic to you so you can jump in and share some things as well um i'm going to try not to dwell too long on the phenomenal efforts that Cryptoversal has done with the Justice Project. Um, I uh, I work at a free expression organization as my day job, and I got an irate call last week from a person in Florida who's like, "Keep these books off the shelves. We can't have these books." And like, I cannot state like the ever-present crisis that we are facing. Uh, with centralization and committee-led uh, decision-making about what books people can read, it's, it's really it's entering the phase where even the simple act of putting um, documents uh, where people can get at them is, is revolutionary. Um, also, in the state I live in, in Maine, there's an legally unprintable section of the constitution that has to do with indigenous people's rights and uh treaties uh and and they just have on the ballot to be able to be allowed to print that section of the, the state constitution so like literally the ability to see a section of the constitution that has to do with people yesterday was indigenous people's day and um anyway uh so it, all of that stuff it's it's non it's non-trivial um and it looks cool is the other thing I want to say. Um, but for me, I'm working on new music. I'm really trying to um, weave together some of these themes. I feel like um, there's so many themes of negativity and separation and doubt and uncertainty and like doom and the impending apocalypse. And I feel like it's important to also make music that is uplifting and like highlights what's good about humanity. So like, it's a little bit, you know, I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's, it's not in ignoring the dark. It's like going through the darkness into the light anyway. So I'm, I'm really, really wrapping my head around some of the major challenges that we're facing socially as a society. And like, how do we, uh, look at it introspectively also maybe with a sense of humor and and use writing and words to kind of like touch hearts um hopefully i, I don't know if i ever succeed in this endeavor but i try really hard um yeah and and then beyond that um we're working on a major 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 upgrade of uh the page out technology for writers um it's months and months and months of work ahead of us, but um, in, even in the rapidly evolving space, we're getting confirmation that our our core principles are correct, uh, that we want to be privacy first, that we want to be chain agnostic, 
Um, and we have more information, I think, about how people are using um, uh, NFTs socially. And I think I think the schematic, the overall the product requirements document that we're working on is going to be a really cool representation of what Web3 books could be, could look like. And so that is very exciting. Um, and it would be nice to circulate that around, get some feedback from people. I have a friend who I spoke to last week who was like, wait, are you, this is all sounds really good. Have you done surveys? And I was like, actually, if we mocked up some stuff and sent out some surveys and asked people what they thought, that would be pretty freaking awesome. I was like, why? I'm usually the survey champion. Why did I not suggest that? Um, and maybe give them a gift NFT that we've been talking about as well that highlights their collections. Because um, people have been collecting your wonderful stories. Uh, anyway, I'll stop there. That's a lot. Well, that sounds amazing. And I definitely want to echo what you said about all the things that Cryptoversal Books is doing. And I definitely want to say that your your work is always positive, filled with love, care, togetherness, building up and being a light in all of this. And so it's it's so inspirational and so wonderful that you get to share your heart out here in the world and you do an amazing job of it. And so thank you very much. And thank you, Cryptoversal Books, for all that you are doing to um, enhance people's right to knowledge. And that's, that is wonderful. Years ago, when I was a teacher, I had a poster on my wall that said censorship causes blindness. And I just believe that to my very, the, my very core and being able to be here in, in this place with all of you so that we can build a world where there is access to knowledge and access to reading and literature and, and everything that could be, would be needed by people for people is so massively important. And let's, zip to pass the mic to our web three philosopher Dylan so that he can jump in and tell us things and share with us his beliefs here too, because I know that his, his beliefs here are powerful as well. Hey, Hey, um, of course. Yeah. I'm going to send a shout out to Cryptoversal as well as to uh, Rihanna Morgan um, and Andy really. I mean, honestly, like this group has has done so much to experiment with Web3 and figure out how that works with publishing. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's kind of hard to put all of it into words. But I mean, you know, we're out here. We're making the experiments happen. We're seeing what people like. We're seeing what's engaging. We're getting better as time goes on. Uh, so, so real proud of the team. Um, super, super happy to be uh, standing where I am today, um, next to all of you. And so that's wonderful. Um, when it, when it comes to censorship, I'm pretty much just against it across the board. Um, I really think that if we look into ethics, um, what we find is that the individual person's human brain is actually really, really good at deciding what to think about things when it has all of the information. Um, and as you start subtracting information, however, uh, it, it's a little bit like Alzheimer's disease, right? Like Alzheimer's disease is a neurodegenerative disorder in which the neurons 
of a given person's brain lose the ability to speak to one another in some sense. Um, and some of that's metabolic. Some of that is uh, because pathways break down over time as we get older. Um, but at the end of the day, um, there is an analogy between our cultural superorganism's brain, uh, which is largely uh, possible through the written word, um, you know, in addition to other forms of media. Um, but it started with the written word to some very, very, very large extent. Um, and historically, um, we've always had uh, sort of these little breakdowns. Every time there was new technology to enable publishing, um, there were people who were really, really upset about the Gutenberg Press when it came out because that much literature just couldn't be good. <laughs> um, we, we had people that were upset about uh, speech in the internet, you know. Um, but if we look at the internet and we look at the political problems we've seen uh, due to, you know, free speech online, uh, mostly I would argue that things kind of started to get out of hand when uh, we saw Facebook and we saw, you know, other social media platforms step in and, and try to, you know, even just do uh, basic community guidelines about what people could say sort of in these uh, walled gardens. Um, and, and you just ended up with, uh, with, with some pretty chaotic stuff. You know, you had the Arab, Arab Spring in 2011. You had the Cambridge Analytica thing in 2016. I'm sure there are many more examples. Um, but, but at the end of the day, I, I really think that the most important mission that we have in Web3, like as a community, as a technological ecosystem, um, and as people, you know, it is to ensure that this technology remains uh, how it more or less is today. You know, the uncensorable transactions, uh, messages that can be sent from person to person. Uh, this is the purpose of the technology. And I would argue that were it to be in very good condition and be working well and be used by lots of people, yes, we would absolutely see people abuse it. Um, but at the end of the day, um, the question isn't, you know, is it possible to create a system that nobody can abuse? Because it's not, right? We know the answer there. It's negative, right? Like anytime you create a new open system, there will always be some amount of free riders. There will be bad actors. And guess what? We're human beings and we persevere anyway. And when we manage to retain the commitment to our principles and keep speech free, um, we end up in a situation where we have more good and less bad. Uh, than when we try to intervene and tell people what's okay and what's not okay to say. Um, so so I, I do think that there is um, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, and a lot of it's pretty scary these days. We've got climate change, nuclear war, World War III. Um, like, what isn't going on today, you know? Um, but, but, yeah, here we are, and here's what we can do to help and to uh, you know, I, I really, I, I believe in us as a group of innovators and entrepreneurs uh, looking to, you know, sort of safeguard some of the values that we see here into the future. And, and I also believe in us as a group of technologists who can actually uh, manifest those values in unique technologies that people will then be able to use to do all sorts of different stuff. And uh, anyway, um, I, I guess that's a about what I've got to say on that subject, Brianna. Thank you so much. 
Yes, thank you. And thank you for taking something that's so big like that and parsing it down into a philosophical view and a way that we can look through a particular lens and see how this access to knowledge and how this access to our right to knowledge and our right to learn and our right to know um, benefits society as a whole. And so I think you do a brilliant job as our Web3 philosopher and um, so thank you for sharing that. And so I see that we have a few more people who have joined us. And so I want to reset the room really quick and just introduce us as members of the Web3 Writers Hour. My name's Rihanna Morgan, and I am actually editor-in-chief of Vagabond Magazine. And I am stepping into C.D. Demicio. He's the founder and publisher of Vagabond Magazine. He is out today, and I'm stepping into the host position co-hosting here with Cryptoversal Books, who is who has many hats in Web3 as well, works with Vagabond Magazine as the, our book editor and works with PageDAO as the publishing lead there. And then we have Indefatigable and T. Dylan Daniel, who do a lot of work with PageDAO. They are co-founders of that organization. And so we just want to say welcome, welcome to the space. And if you would like to join in on the conversation, please feel free to just um, press that request button and we will get you up here to talk about this. And so something else that I wanted to bring up is something that we talked about yesterday in the Vagabond podcast, the VMGM, where we were going through the magazine itself and talking about the different pieces. And we had a, we had a guest writer who wrote for us this last time, and she is a new person entering the Web3 space. So that's exciting. Yay, yay. She is also technology-minded. She is a mom. She has lots of good education as far as being an educator and is talking, she was talking about the use of chat GPT in schools and the, and the use of chat GPT with school-aged children and whether her point of view is that should we, in the question of should we teach our children how to utilize this tool? Should we help them on this path or should it just be something that they're not allowed to use or not allowed to have in, as something that is a benefit to them in their toolbox of learning? And her, her point of view is really strong and feels that it would be a disservice if we didn't teach them how to use it. It's not going anywhere artificial intelligence, AI things, they're not going anywhere. And what is our responsibility as adults, writers, educators, people in the space? What do we think? Do we agree with her somewhere in the middle? And so I just really wanted to spend the last little bit talking about that and seeing your guys' thoughts. And it looks like um, Cryptoversal has dropped off, so I'll maybe invite him again. But Indy, if you want to jump in, Dylan, if you want to jump in, share your thoughts, please. I know Dylan's going to share something uh, profound. Um, but uh, can you hear me, by the way? Am I audible? Def definitely. Yeah, you sound good. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, I tend to think... Uh, I was watching... Yesterday was my birthday. I turned... 
45. <laughs> and I, uh, I was watching Catfish in the hotel room with my wife. And on Catfish was the case of a Nigerian kid who was like catfishing people in the U.S. to send him money. And he had a horrible story of like economic and, you know, familial destitution that just, I was like, oh, that's just awful. Um, this is one of those cases where if we're not teaching our kids all the tools in the U.S., people elsewhere are going to be like, they're going to have like AI embedded implants with glasses and in the arms race that is the future of humanity. Uh, our non-book reading freaking video game cartoon addicted kids are going to be blown out of the water by uh, people from around the world who do not have the same scruples because circumstances say do not have these scruples. I'm getting a knock on my door, but that's my two cents. Well, uh, that's a really interesting place for me to jump in, but I guess I can roll with the punches and make something happen. Um, the, the way I feel about, you know, people having different cultures and, and different scruples and, and different sort of, uh, you know, I mean, it comes back to different languages at some point even. You know, it, it's like the, the way that you talk uh, can profoundly impact uh, the way that you do math in particular. Um, like, anyway, uh, I, I guess that's probably a enough information for, for the point I'm trying to make here. Um, the, the idea is that it takes kind of everybody uh, to make humanity happen, right? Like, we, we need all kinds of people that think all different kinds of ways, and we need them all to do the best job that they can of that. Um, and we need them to learn to cooperate. <laughs> um, so, so we gotta, we got to find a way to, uh, to help people from different religions, different cultures, different ethnicities, different backgrounds. You know, uh, we, we all got to learn how to work together. And I, I, I think the AI um, is a pretty incredible tool for that. Um, you know, that no, nobody's saying that AI is not amazing as far as it can translate from one language to another um, with pretty good accuracy. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe LLMs are, are not the, uh, the end-all, be-all uh, translation mechanism. However, I, I would say that... that you know, we're seeing some evidence that there are going to be some very, very strong models. Um, and the way that I feel about ethics and AI is, is I, I hope, interesting to people. Uh, the, the idea being, you know, of course, that when we as human beings interact with AI, what we are doing is extending our consciousness in new ways. Um, we can see things and say things that we couldn't see or say before. Um, and, and essentially, like, we, we just have more reach. It's like having an additional arm, but, but that arm exists only in the same sense that your mind exists. Um, and, and so it's sort of this conscious adaptation uh, layer that, that you're just kind of adding in. Um, and it makes you better at certain things. It makes you worse at certain things. Uh, there, there's a sense in which, you know, your brain does not work as well um, when you're using something like an artificial intelligence or, or even like Google, um, it rewires us to interact with these technologies. Um, and, and so at the end of the day, 
Um, the, the big point is not to, you know, to me at least, not that American kids are soft and they're not going to do as well or whatever. You know, I, I, I think it's more of a thing where there is going to be an extremely high amount of connectivity between all different regions of the globe empowered by this new technology. People are going to get better at communicating with each other from further and further away. And we're going to be able to communicate more complex, uh, more profound ideas. You know, uh, so, so I, I'm still in bullish. I, I mean, I know it's a crazy day and I know that, you know, bad things are happening. And I mean, my heart goes out to everyone affected by um, all the horrors in Israel. I, I just, I mean, it is, it is a profoundly sad time, um, you know, but, but at the same time, you know, there, there is hope, you know, uh, there, there is still something to believe in. Uh, and there are a lot of things to care about. And it is, uh, it is very, very important that we put our best foot forward and, and give it hell right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely do. I definitely do. And I think that you bring up a very good point. All of you do about the, the state of what is happening and it goes back to that knowledge is power and the more we can share and the more we can help prepare today's youth for tomorrow's world, the more powerful that will be and not power in a, in a sense of, you know, domineering power, but more there, they are, they are, they are in here keeping with this metaphor, they are armed with knowledge to be able to, function and lead and hopefully as we go along what what Dylan is saying and what India are saying about um, spreading love and bringing love with you when you go into the future so that the the failings and errors of the past do not keep you know rearing their ugly head here and so cryptoversal you're back I see I'm hoping and so we would love your opinion too on on all of this. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, I had to uh, take a phone call, um, and I, I missed um, what I'm sure were a lot of brilliant points. Um, and in terms of um, educating the children in AI, um, definitely we're, we're we're always like lagging behind the technology. Like like we're 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 teaching the kids how to live in a world that we can't imagine yet because. Uh, 10 years, 20 years down the road, uh, we have no idea what, what this like AI technology that's in its infancy is going to become. Um, so, so the best we can do is, is sort of point them in the right direction and give them all the tools we can. Uh, personally, I'm, 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 I've always been, I've, I've been a little AI skeptical. Um, I've, I've been experimenting with AI. I've been using AI in creative projects. Uh, there are some things that I really like about it, and there are some things that I hope can be um, improved, in, in, in especially in the in the sourcing of the uh, the, the training data to, to make sure that um, it's not infringing on people's rights. Um, that 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 everyone whose work is going into training an AI um, has has granted that 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 permission and been compensated for the output of what is essentially their work um, that is that is coming out of the AI that is that is not of human origin 
um, it's it's a really it's a really sticky. I know I know you know as well that that it's a it's a sticky uh, copyright and, and legal uh, gray area um, that will will eventually become clear. But um, we're we're just at the at the very beginning of this thing, so it's it's hard to to know. Um, how best to use it ourselves, and then how how best to teach kids who will be using it um, in the decades to come. Uh, so, so I think, yeah, it's it's uh, it it's definitely a, a, an area that that we need to keep keep abreast of of all the developments that are going on in. Yes, I I definitely agree. I definitely feel like that as adults, educators, influencers, people in the world, and not influencers in the sense of the the influencers who are out making their living doing that, but as the actual influence that we have with the children in our lives, the younger generation in our lives, those people to show them and help build them up so that they can then utilize these tools and and be more learn how to learn learn how to think and not just memorize and regurgitate what's being taught because the world that I know the world that I went to school in in no way <laughs> is the world that exists right now the the world that they said that I would have is not the world that I have it's completely different and I really feel like that that's going to be the case with the younger generation as well. The world that they have going forward is going to look nothing like what this is. And for us to be able to teach them how to learn and how to think and that the, uh, a, a large portion of how they move forward is filled with compassion and care and love and togetherness and positivity, just like what in India is saying. And so and utilizing these AI tools in a way that can bolster and build on the person that they are anyway. And so, yeah, I just think that it, I, I think that it's important. And I think that we would be doing a disservice if we did not help them and teach them along the way. So yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. And I see that we have some other people who have joined us. And if you want to jump in and share your thoughts on chat GPT or anything else that we've talked about today, please feel free to, to jump on in. And um, Cryptoversal, you were out for a bit. And so did you have something in addition to what we've already talked about today that you want to expand on? I wanted to say happy belated birthday to Indefatigable. Uh, yes, yes. And, happy and birthday. My, my, uh, happy my birthday, wife's birthday was uh, yesterday as well, so you share you share a birthday. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And I want to just shout out Kane Mayfield in the audience and welcome Chris. Uh Kane Mayfield, uh if 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 lyrics were accepted as literary and these should uh y'all definitely want to check out some of Kane Mayfield's drops uh just a big shout out thanks for hopping on oh amazing i think definitely lyrics are literature how could they not be it's beautiful how could they not be okay well it looks like we are winding down um dylan do you have anything you would like to jump in and and discuss 
Yeah, I mean, not necessarily on the way out here. I, I definitely think that, uh, I mean, what a day. It, it is just uh, some, some wild times. I, I can't wait to talk to you and Robbie later. Uh, maybe get the page down stuff uh, pushed a little bit closer to the point where we'll have something to show all the fine listeners to this uh, wonderful little underground broadcast we're on here. Um, and and always, you know, look out for my next essay. Go, go look at my back catalog. I've been putting the time in. I've been putting the work in. Uh, th- there are things for people to read that were written by me, and I want the world to know it. So uh, you can check out worldviewethics.scent.co. Uh, really enjoyed all the shout-outs and love for Expanse earlier. Uh, Scent, if you didn't know, is the platform that onboarded me to Web3 back in uh, late 2019. So uh, shout-out to Cam Hijazi and Katie, uh, the, founder over, the founders over there. And... Uh, and just, yeah, much love to the Scent team. Uh, you can look at everything I do from my uh, Scent page, dylan.scent.co. Uh, so, so scope that out if you're, if you're interested. And, and go make yourself a Scent page. Uh, Scent is a, a Web3 uh, native platform that has been bringing Web2 level UX to you uh, for many years at this point. I, I believe at least four uh, probably more like six or seven. So uh, really, really OG team in the space. Uh, cannot send enough love and support to them uh, today. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. And I, and I agree with you. I, I really enjoy my time over on Scent. And so to end, end the show today, I want to honor how we end the show always with Aloha. But I thought that it might be nice if we paused for just a moment, just a couple of heartbeats to send our love and care around the world because it really is a time of great darkness. And um, I believe in the power of love being sent. And so I'm, I'm going to pause. I'm still here, but I'm just going to pause a moment and perhaps we can all send our own love and care around the world for, for just a couple of heartbeats. Thank you guys so much. And I have loved being here with all of you today. And whether you're listening now or listening in the future, we are so glad that you're with us. We're so glad that you stopped by. And so let's continue the tradition that CD started here with Web3 Writers Hour and just all open our mics. And on the count of three, let's just share our aloha. One, two, three. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.